Hello, my name is Father Jacob, creator and founder of Region Catholic. Region Catholic is a platform used to teach the Catholic faith with the flavor of Northwest Indiana, also known as the Region. If you like this content, then like, comment, or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And better yet, share this, regioncatholic.com, with a friend. If you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon page, found at regioncatholic.com, where you can support us at three levels, get shoutouts on our podcasts, or get your hands on exclusive merchandise. Thank you for your support, enjoy the podcast, and God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. All right, well, good morning, friends. Great to see all of you. Happy Sunday. So uh, here we go, another week down already. But uh, as you know, last week we started a new preaching series, The Real F Word, and uh, we've been talking about forgiveness, and especially that movement um, from resentment to forgiveness, and how that movement really is the gateway to happiness in our lives. And so last week we spent a particular amount of time just on resentment itself, that when there is an offense against us, when we're hurt in one way or another, um, that could be caused by basically what somebody says to us or does to us. It could be caused by something that we expected to receive, but that we did not. But it could also be just circumstances themselves. You know, when we find ourselves in a certain situation, and that situation is what then can cause the hurt. So, you know, we talked a lot about the cause of resentment and how our psalmist and Jesus himself talks about the fact that we don't want to harden our hearts. We don't want to let that set in because all that does is it buries us deeper and deeper. 
And so the fact that you and I were created by God to be a gift to others, to pour ourselves out so that they can receive us, and in turn, for them to pour themselves out to us, for us to receive them. And that when we harden our hearts, when we experience that, that anger, that bitterness, that resentment, it actually prevents us then from being able to pour ourselves out as well as from receiving others. And that's why, in, in a special way, I think today with the reading from Sirach, I mean, this is a perfect segue. I mean, it naturally leads us into talking more and more about forgiveness. Because Sirach, uh, the author, is saying how, you know, wrath and anger are hateful things and how easy it is for us to hug them tight, right? You know, that's kind of a, a, an image that is very good for us to think about. Like, all right, are we hugging resentment tight or are we willing to let that go? Are we willing to continue to move forward and to forgive? And that's why today we're going to uh, talk in a special way about forgiveness itself. Now, as I was uh, praying with the, these scripture passages for this weekend, and uh, once again, this theme of forgiveness, one of the things that the Lord put on my heart was the difference between being excused and being forgiven. So I was in the, the grocery store the other day, and, uh, you know, people are all over still. I mean, more or less, I mean, people are... Eh, polite, but uh, not always. And uh, there was, I was going down the aisle, and there was somebody who was looking at the, uh, at the products, and, um, but their cart was in the way. And so I'm in, my, in my mind, I'm like, all right, do I like sneak past? Because I know people are like hypersensitive right now. Do I try to say something? Do I engage? Like, what is, what's, my, uh, what's my mode? What am I going to do? And so I decided... All right, you know what? I'm just going to sneak past that way like, you know, people don't get nervous. And so as I sneak past, the person looks back at me and says, "Well, excuse me." And I'm like, "Uh uh, sorry. Like I I just I was just trying to get by. Like it's okay." And what's interesting about that is that if this person realized that no one's at fault here, there's nothing wrong here, then it would be very easy just to be excused to be able to move on. But now, if that same person goes home and now insults his wife, it's not enough for him to, uh, to ask to be excused. No, now he needs forgiveness because he actually is guilty of something. And so this is the difference between being excused and being forgiven, is that to excuse is simply an act of justice, you know, in the sense that no person is really guilty of anything. You know, there's no wrong being committed, and so you have a right to be excused. But to be forgiven is, goes beyond justice, because technically speaking, a guilty person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. You know, so think about a crime. When a, when a crime is committed, there's consequences. You know, there's a punishment that's deserved for committing a crime. So you don't deserve to have that, that, uh, that crime wiped away. You don't deserve to have that punishment relinquished. You know, technically speaking, we don't. And that's why to be excused is an act of justice, but to be forgiven is actually an act of love. It's an act of mercy. And so it's, it's at a completely different level. You know, and so when we think about what it is to, uh, to, to forgive, it's so much harder because our natural instinct as human beings is towards justice. We want people to feel the consequences of their actions. We want to see you doing the time for the crime. You know, that's just kind of our natural reaction. Or if somebody took something from us, 
we want to see it be repaid. You know, so I mean, that is our natural instinct, and that's why we have to learn to love. We actually have to learn to grow in charity. And so Jesus is the one who shows us that. So when we enter into our gospel today, like, this is what's amazing. Because Peter comes to, uh, to Jesus saying, if my brother sins against me, how many times must I forgive him? And, and he says, you know, I think Peter thought he was being generous by saying, should I do it seven times? And that's when Jesus takes it and he says, no, not just seven times. I want you to do it 77 times. So a number in the scriptures that represents as many times as you possibly need to forgive somebody, you need to do it. You know, so he, he over-exaggerates it to make a point. Now, this probably was very, very shocking for Peter and, and the other disciples who were listening in. Because the law of the land at the time was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So if you did something to me, then I have the right to do something back to you. That was the consequence. You know, that's how we, how we declared ourselves even. But Jesus is saying, no, that is not what we're called to do. We're going to take that law and we're going we're to move it into the law of love. And so this should have been very, very shocking to them. Because essentially, you know, at the time of Jesus, when, when you think about forgiveness, they saw it as weakness. That you're being weak if you didn't get payback. But Jesus is saying, no, it requires so much more strength. It requires so much more courage to be able to forgive your brother if he sins against you. And so he, uh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't just say, we need to offer a little more love. He doesn't say we need to go just a little bit more beyond justice. No, he actually goes to the opposite extreme. You know, he really is stressing this aspect of like, all right, you really need to forgive. You really need to be able to move on because otherwise it's going to weigh you down. You know, otherwise it's going to burden you. And so we have to forgive rather than demanding justice for ourselves. So what does it mean to forgive then? Right? This is kind of the, uh, the, the substance right here that we really want to delve deeply into. I think unlike resentment, forgiveness is not a feeling. But it is also does not mean that we stop feeling something. Right? So we're not, uh, we're not refrigerators. We're not meant to be stoic and cold. You know, we have emotions. We have feelings. But forgiveness is not to deny those feelings. You know, to forgive is not to, to say like, oh yeah, this, this didn't even happen. I'm just going to brush this under the table. Some people think that they can't forgive because they think that they can't take away the effects of how they were injured or how they were, they were harmed, right? So it's like, well, I just can't stop thinking about this. Or oh, I just can't stop feeling this, this, this wound. Or I can't stop feeling this resentment. Or I just can't stop feeling... It. And that's why they hang on to it. And because they think that, well, we can't just erase it. And so that's why then it just stays with them, but it, it anchors them during that time. You know, it really does weigh them down. And so like I said, you know, forgiveness operates at a different level than resentment. You know, resentment is an emotion. But forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is something that we have to will to let go of whatever we think we are owed back. So when we're thinking about this, you know, to forgive is an act of love. And so, as we know, 
love is not just a feeling. Love is a choice as well. Right? We have to choose the good for other people. You know, even though it's hard. You know, even though there's times when that annoying person that you just want to like, ah, wring their neck. <laughs> we have to choose to love them. You know, it's an act of the will. You know, if, if it was just the fuzzy feelings, then uh, especially those of you who are in spousal relationships, uh, <laughs> you'd wake up some days and just be like, this is done. <laughs> we are not continuing this. No, love is a choice. Every day you continue to say, I do. Yeah, that's, that's what, and so forgiveness is similar. So forgiveness is a choice that we make to not hold on to something, you know, to lo- not let it burden us. And we aren't trying to pretend that it didn't happen. You know, we're not trying to uh, um, pretend like, oh yeah, this doesn't phase me at all. No, in fact, to forgive is to acknowledge the hurt. You know, it's to actually recognize that you do want somebody to be punished. That you do want to get repaid for, for whatever it is that you feel was taken from you. That you do expect certain things from whoever harmed you. But to realize that you don't have power or control over that. Right? Only God has power and control over that. And so if we can let go of the fact of like, all right, I can't control what the other person does. I can't force them to do something. I can't, you know, I can't get them to do it. And so if I'm holding on to something that, that I'm expecting and I never get it, then that means that I'm always going to live in unhappiness. You know, that I'm always going to carry this with me. But we are not trapped. We are not powerless. In fact, God has the power then to help us live in joy and peace even if we never even get what we're expecting from this other person. You know, that even if there's no punishment, even if there's no apology, you know, even though we may never receive what was taken from us, we ourselves can still experience peace because we're not holding on to it. You know, we're not still expecting it. And that's what helps us then to find that gateway, you know, to be able to live in happiness. Now, in society, how many of you have ever heard somebody give you the advice, oh, well, just forgive and forget? Yeah, all of us. Well, people who give that kind of advice, that's terrible. So forgive and forget. That's stupid because we can't just erase something that has happened to us, you know? We have memories. That's who we are as human beings. And so you can't just be like, all right, we're going to put this crown on you and it's going to zap with the electrodes. And like, that's for the movies. No, we, we have memory as human beings. And so, you know, it's not a matter of just forgetting it and hoping that because you forgot it, then then you have forgiven. Like, no, just because you've forgotten something does not mean that you've forgiven. You might still be holding on to it. But on the flip side, it could also be the other way. Just because you've forgiven something doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to forget. Right? So these two things can coexist within us. You know, we can both forgive and essentially like still have the memory in our mind but still live in happiness, still live in peace. Now, there's some people who may say, well, I I forgive, but I'm never going to (laughs) forget. And the danger with that is that that's kind of a sign that you haven't truly forgiven, that you're still holding on to something because you're saying, I never want to forget. And when we truly forgive, when we let go of what that punishment is or uh, what we think we're owed back or whatever that expectation might be, it may be retained in our memory, 
but in our heart, we have a desire, we, 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 we want to forgive, or we want to forget, even though it may still be there. And the funny thing is, as time moves on, if we have truly forgiven, it does fade in our memory. And, and as it fades, the reason why it does that is because it no longer has influence in our lives. So many times when we, when we don't forgive, what happens is that it influences the way we see things, it influences the way that we hear things, we start to uh, be hypersensitive, we start to exaggerate more, we, um, you know, we carry around anger, that bitterness, that resentment, and it just starts to impact everything that we're doing. So when we truly forgive and we let go of that, then it's like, all right, this doesn't have control over my life. Like, this doesn't have to determine how I live. It doesn't have to determine how I interact with, with all my relationships. And so because it lets go of the, uh, the, the control, then that's why it begins to fade. It's like, all right, well, this is, we're just going to move on. We're going to live in freedom. We're going to be able to keep moving forward. You know, in the past, we've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about this process, this journey of forgiveness. And so if we had to boil it down, like how do we actually do this? First and foremost, place yourself in the presence of the Lord and retell with detail the hurt that you experienced. Now, this is going to be painful because you have to relive it, essentially. But to sit with the Lord and to say, Lord, here's what happened. Here's what was said to me. Here's what I feel was taken from me. Like, think about your thoughts, your feelings, your desires, you know, all of those experiences, and just let Jesus be present to you in it. The second step, then, is, is to recognize that you have to choose a different path. So we've talked about choice already. So like I said, most likely the thing that you feel was taken from you won't be able to be given back to you. And so your happiness cannot be dependent upon that. And so the second step is to ask Jesus to give you the strength to choose a different path. And to be able to say, all right, I may not get this. Help me to let go. And God will give you grace. And this is not just a once and done kind of thing, right? You know, oftentimes when it comes to healing, you know, healing comes in layers. The third part is to ask God to help you with understanding and compassion. So we already talked about this a little bit last week, that when we can ask Jesus then to open our eyes to understanding the person, their background, their circumstances, why might they have said this, why might they have done this, um, compassion means to suffer with someone. Like to understand them is to understand like what is the best positive motive that they might have had for this. And that leads us to a place to be able to lead us to the the fourth step of embracing freedom, where in that moment we actually say, okay, well then, I don't need them to be punished. That's not up to me. I don't need to hold this expectation of something that I expect to get back because what if I don't get it? And so to be able to ask Jesus then to show you the meaning of everything that you have gone through. All right, how has that molded you? How has it shaped you? How has it formed you in such a way where today, now, you can live in this freedom, embrace that freedom? You know, that's, that's the whole purpose of all of that. And so then that way, you can be a light to others. You know, instead of carrying around that, that burden, you can now shine light into it. 
You know, the, the unfortunate circumstance is that those of us who carry around unforgiveness, we tend to see darkness then wherever we go. You know, and that's, that's a very dangerous thing. So my friends, this is a simple process, but it is not an easy one, right? We want to, don't confuse those. <laughs> a simple process, but not an easy one. So think about, you know, if you got into a car accident or you skinned your knee on the street, like, if you let it scab over with the dirt and the gravel in it, then obviously it's not going to heal correctly. And so what happens when you have to go to the doctor because it got infected, he's going to have to reopen it and scrub it out. And that scrubbing hurts. <laughs> you know, there is pain associated with it. And that's often what happens to us in our wounds. You know, that when we actually sit down with Jesus to say, all right, Lord, I'm ready for the healing. I know it's going to hurt. <laughs> he has to scrub it out, you know, to, uh, to actually look at all those details. And keeping in mind that just because you've healed a wound on your leg doesn't mean that it's healed the wound on your arm, right? So if we have different wounds in our lives, we have to spend time with Jesus with each wound separately. You know, it's not an all and done kind of thing. I wish that were the case. Unfortunately, it's not. We have to go into each one. But that's where the healing will occur. And you know, the Lord then will give you the strength that you need to live that happiness, to live joy, to live peace. So the spiritual challenge that I want to offer to you this week is that if there is something in your life that you've been holding on to, try this simple process. You know, sit in the presence of the Lord, bring it to him, retell him the hurt, the pain, and let it bring you to a place where you can say, Jesus, if you can forgive this person, help me to forgive them too.